Welcome to this podcast produced for Business Lincolnshire as part of the Fit for Business programme. I'm Guy Lewis and we're joined today by David Knight from PECT. Hi David, how are you? Hi Guy, yeah, very well today, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, so we, we chatted about uh, carbon footprint last time we met. Uh, what are we looking at today? So what I thought we'd do today, so when we talk about the carbon footprint, we were talking about the importance of um, measuring information. Mm -hmm. So as we discussed, the carbon footprint, what it can give me is an identification of where my priority areas sit. So okay. if I'm going to drive efficiency for an organization through my business, I need to know where to prioritize that time. So what we're going to do today is actually just take that a little bit further and to look at what we term resource management. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it's just looking after the you know, what you consume as a business and the behaviors that sit around that. Um, so really within this, staff engagement is vital for making any impacts and the resources we consume can be used as opportunities to start engaging with staff. So okay. the other side of it is that we've also found that waste is often found, um, waste is often found as a route to um, engaging with staff as well. So something as tangible, something they can see, something they can actually almost look at and see the improvements being made it's a great way to actually start conversations with people yeah, yeah. And it, it's achievable aspects. isn't it it's, it, it's, it's, it's like yeah. you whack that in the in the communal kitchen or you something in the offices whatever it is and you've got the recycling bins and you can measure how much goes you can weigh it you can do something with it and say we've recycled this this week or this month or this year and it becomes it, it, it's something everyone can do. Absolutely. And it also starts the conversation, which is the most important thing. You know, having this conversation, starting this conversation with the, the easiest way to do it, mm -hmm. you can then start to talk about energy, which usually shuts people off straight away. And the minute mm -hmm. you energy, they're like, oh, I'm not interested. But if you start to show them the benefits of what you're doing and, and how actually the improvements you're making or making a difference to the business, you can start those engagement and those conversations um, as well. And also from a business perspective, you know, one of the, the benefits that it comes to when you start to have these conversations and you start to do this work, you actually become more attractable as an employer as well, because ultimately if you are doing what you can to minimize your impact, mm -hmm. this is what a lot of the younger, shall we say, you know, new employees are looking for, you know, the, the whatever the generation is these days, they're looking for businesses that are doing this. They, they're really passionate and, and enthusiastic about this. So, so again, getting ahead of it and, and looking at this now means that in the future, you become that type of business that they want to work for. So actually attracting new workforce ties into this as well. Yeah, I, I'm guessing because it's it's their future more than ours, maybe. It, it, me as, me as <laughs> a certain age. No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So so getting people involved with projects that they can do something about is, is probably the first thing. And then measuring that data, keeping, it, keeping them sort of um, engaged is the right word. Is there things about, you know, you quite often get, um, you know, we're a paper-free office. I, I guess that's... The next step on waste, isn't it? Really, you know, don't print it, read it, or you know, there's loads and lots of email footage you get. You know, only print out if you have to, or something. No, absolutely, yes. So this all comes into the actions that you introduce as an organisation, and and the, the actions are fed into. So, so 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 I guess right from the very beginning, you know, we talked about measuring data, and, mm -hmm. and from a carbon perspective, we're just looking at the annual data that you're measuring mm -hmm. because that's all we need for carbon. But from a business perspective. If you can start to record that more readily, so monthly, quarterly, whatever it needs to be, and you look at how much am I using against what am I doing as a business, that's really the first step. Mm -hmm. So 
you, you know your priority from the carbon. So let's say, for example, it is electricity and that's what we need to look at. So we now start to measure our electricity on a more regular basis. We think about what are we doing in the office that actually uses electricity or in, in, in the home or wherever we are. So what's using our electricity? And then start to think about, well, what can we do to make that more efficient or better? So what kind of opportunities can we identify? The next step to that is then to think about, well, what is it that we want to achieve by doing this? So, so where, where we're going, what we're trying to achieve, what's that. the target? Yeah, yeah. So if we go back to your, your waste point, if you want to become a paperless office, because one, it's a big cost to the organization. So, you know, we work with universities and colleges and they just use it and exorbitant them into a lot of paper. Let's go with that. Uh, and, and essentially what they're looking to do is to, you know, how do we engage with our student base to stop them using so much paper? You know, what do we need to do to do that? And that is a communication piece. That's why you get the emails. Think before you print. Don't print unnecessarily. Try to avoid paper waste. And then also think about, well, what do I do as a business that uses paper? So invoices, it might be receipts, it might be that kind of stuff. Now, can I make that electronic? Most people these days, I don't want to invoice a receipt. I'm happy to receive it on an email. So ask the question with your customers. Are you happy to receive an email? Great, I'll send you an email. So just through simple actions, simple changes. Uh, and again, having that idea that that's what you want to achieve allows you to actually put those processes in place and then asking your customers to to come on board with what you're looking to do will save you money in the long run and again helps you mm -hmm. to reduce the paper that you're using there's a great example of that wasn't it again i always go back to the pandemic and yeah <laughs> we we've dealt with uh, with with certain businesses and certain organizations where paper and and gen you know handwritten signatures was the only way yeah Yet, because of the pandemic because of the lockdown because of trying to do business virtually lots of other lots of other sort of technologies that have been around for years also were adopted electronic signatures you could you know you, there's there's a whole sort of things that were introduced um around in certain sectors that would never have been introduced that are now going to continue so yeah the fax machine i'm sure now is dead you know? <laughs> but actually in in 2019 it wasn't it was still alive and kicking absolutely uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and things like elect you know wet signatures that, that, that gone you know electronic signing stuff so Technology adoption through the pandemic is surely a, a good thing in terms of of of, of, a, of carrying on what was a a, um, a way of reducing something and, and getting to a better target. Absolutely, and it has been. I mean, this is the one. You know, uh, however we look at COVID, one of the benefits that it did come out. Yeah, there's not many. There's not there. many. <laughs> but if we can look at any silver lining, we could find out of a very dark cloud. One of the benefits that we have seen with it is exactly this, this explosion and catapult of technologies that actually, you know, I, I've been doing this for, for uh, countless years now. It almost seems like that. And we've been talking about this yeah. for years, you know, go to electronic signatures, look at, you know, video conferencing, teleconference, that kind of stuff. And it always seemed to be hesitant. Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't. And then COVID happened and all of a sudden just, oh my God, we have to, we don't have a choice. We, there's no other way we can do it. We have to do video conferencing. We have to do. And these technologies that are already sat in the background just went, okay, great. Yeah, we can do this. We, we can already do this. And yeah, there was teething problems because they weren't necessarily ready for the capacity mm. they needed to, but they were quickly ironed out. And now these became things that everybody does. So not being able to touch things, not being able to give things to people because of that contact risk, you know, that really, you know, helps. Yeah, flyers, brochures, printed material. Yeah, excellent. Exactly yeah. that. So we had to actually change as businesses to think about well, how do we deliver the same service where we actually don't have the opportunity to use things like paper. And so, you know, now that we're, I say as the pen, we're not, but now that we're, so we say almost back to business as usual, we need to still keep those same 
mindsets. You know, there, there are always better ways of doing things. Technology is always there to help us. We just need to make sure that we, you know, by understanding why and what we do, and then think about, well, how can we do it better? What can we do better? What can we introduce? What technologies out there that I can bring into the organization to actually improve what it is I'm doing and therefore actually save cost for the business by doing so as well. Okay. And, and, and typical targets talked about waste, but I, 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 you know, I, I suppose there is things like, you know, giving people mileage targets or, you know, don't exceed X thousand or, or, you know, I don't know, how many lights can you not have on in the office? You know, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess it's also, you could make this fun. You could make this a challenge. You could make this in any way, I think. No, absolutely. So the, the, the term uh, gamification. That's so, what I'd recognize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So turn it into a game, turn it into a challenge. People like challenges. Uh, I mean, in, in my office alone, as soon as it becomes a competition, there's about three or four members of staff that are almost sat there going, we're going to win this. Uh, I will go to any links to win it, which is, which is absolutely great. But yes, you know, some of these things can be quite dry. You know, the, the, the conversation, the topic is, is, is really dry. And I hear myself talk sometimes thinking, oh, wow. But if you can turn it and make it fun, make it engaging. And to some degree also, when you're working with staffers, Ask them what they want to do. Yeah. What projects would they like to do? What what area would they like to focus on? Uh, and you might be surprised. I mean, you know, within any office, there's probably one or two environmentalists or, or, you know, those who are really keen on it that will be more than happy to jump at the opportunity to do something like this. And once it becomes, you know, once they take it and they champion it, they bring other people with them as well. So the, the key thing to this is as an organization, you can't do it by yourself. Everybody has to work together to do it. And the only way to do that is to get everyone on board. Now, there's always going to be the one or two that just aren't interested or, or not willing to. But as long as they're happy to do what's expected of them, whether they're engaged or not, that's fine. We don't want you to turn the lights on for this reason. As long as they do that, that's fine. Um, the other point is going to come to you. So you said about um, sort of other things that you can do, other sort of options. So, for example, with with what we usually get businesses to think about so so whenever they look at the business the first thing to do is just have a walk around your business yeah. what lights are you using how do those lights turn on I, I you know I, I do site visits and what i always find fascinating is as soon as i get to site and i show them those lights are left on oh oh i didn't know that or i tell them about you know identify an opportunity you've got massive windows and yet the lights are on with this broad daylight and if i turn the light off you won't even notice the difference and we turn the lights off and there's no difference and like oh i didn't even think of that so sometimes i think actually the process we go through is just take that step back and actually just look at the building look at the business have a walk around think about you know are the lights on do they need to be on how is the heating controlled who's doing that who's turning the thermometer how am i managing that how old is my boiler yeah yeah a question I ask time and time again, they look at me and go, oh, I don't know. So these are things to think about as a business. It doesn't take a lot of time. I mean, you can do this once a quarter, take an hour, just have a walk around, pick pick something. If waste is your topic for this quarter, look at your waste. What kind of things are you throwing away? Are you recycling? Is there a lot of food in your general waste bin? Can you do composting? Do, do you have space on your site to actually have a composter? Again, can you make a garden and use the compost to actually grow stuff within the garden? So again, there's opportunities everywhere but we just need to take that step back and actually just look at it, mm -hmm. you know, not necessarily in the business mind, but more a case of where is there opportunity for me to make an improvement? My name is Guy Lewis and you're with myself and David Knight discussing resource management behaviours. So we, we've, we've looked at that, uh, you know, getting stuff involved. We've looked at sort of wandering around your site, your business, and looking at some of these really easy things, you know, identifying 
just some stuff they think, oh, you know, all these lights are on or the boiler's old, etc. Uh, setting targets. So, so what's next? What, what else do we, what, how do we get this in place? What do we do? So one thing we suggest we're all going to say, yeah, you've, you've done your walk around, you've identified things. I think, you know, we could probably make a change there or we can do something here as well. The, the next step would be to then start a plan. Mm -hmm. Think about, you know, what is it that we can do now? And then also, what is it that we perhaps need to do in, in, in the next few years' time? So what we really suggest for a lot of organizations to do, and then, you know, this this can sometimes come as a, you know, people will look at it as always an extra thing to do. But the reality is that if you write down what you've identified mm -hmm. and think about, okay, well, that's what I've identified and think about, well, okay, who can change that? What needs to happen? Now, that might be, you know, I need to speak to my staff and just make sure that they turn the lights off. So I'll be responsible for that. And therefore, that'll be my responsibility. It might be, for example, the boiler. Now, you might have, uh, you know, someone on site who has a better uh, knowledge of this thing or, you know, it might be sat, probably sat better with someone else. So give them the chance and say, look, mm -hmm. we, we've looked at the boiler. We've found out that it's 10, 15 years old and we want to look at replacing it. Can you do something around actually finding out what that would look like? What kind of boiler do we need? All these sorts of things. So think about what it is that you can do. Think about who's the best person to do that because it's not always going to be you. There might mm -hmm. be other people who are better placed for that. And then think about well, what sort of timeline. So when is it that I think we can do this? So mm -hmm. think about you know if it's a, a switch off campaign, so getting staff to turn the lights off or, or you know improve the heating. When's the best time to do that? Now it might be you know lights we can almost do that instantly, but for heating that might be a winter project. So yeah, yeah. if you're doing it now, then that'll be something to worry about when we get to the October and, and, and September. So that, that's an opportunity to think. Okay, well in October we need to do a heating thing, and we need to engage with staff and get them to think about using the heating system better. That kind of thing. Finally, what I always suggest is think about what your change will do. So, so, so if we do switch the lights off, what's that likely to do for the business? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's going to save energy. What do we think that's roughly going to do for us? Like what, what, what kind of improvement do we think that's going to make? You know, give it a rough number, rough percentage. Then when you're measuring your data, note when you've done that action. Okay. And then actually watch the data over the next sort of few months. Has it made a difference? Is it actually bringing the energy down? Um, you know, we've worked with businesses. I mean, if you haven't put LED in, one thing I'd always suggest for any organization is to put mm -hmm. LEDs in. It, it's it's just, it's a very, shall we say, it's a very cost-effective solution. It's a game changer, to, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I was working with a business and they said, like, well, they were looking at their energy bills and they noted that they put the LED in and they were just astonished at actually yeah. how much lower their energy was going forward. So it's an instant saving. So you need to have that measurement. That's why it's really important that you're measuring the data because you want that to actually compare against the action. So if I've worked with staff and said, look, let's make sure we're turning lights off and I look at my data, but nothing's happening. Well, then that's an opportunity to think, well, why is nothing happening? Take a walk around again. Mm -hmm. Are staff actually doing it? Do we need to work with them a bit better? You know? So it's, it's using data, using actions, and just you know, periodically looking at how things are going and when they're not going in the direction that you think they need to be going in, then that's an opportunity for you to say, okay, we need to do something. It might be you need to change the action, maybe change the approach. Mm -hmm. Or as we said before, maybe we need to make it a bit more fun just to get that engagement in place. So you can do this with any anything you're measuring, whether it be waste, whether it be electricity or gas, et cetera. You know, actually having it written down means that mm -hmm. any point you look at it, you can remember because, I mean, I don't remember what I did last week, let alone yeah, yeah. what I'm thinking about. So with it actually written down, it's a nice record. I can see what's happening. I can see what I expected and I can actually measure that against my data. And by doing that, I can always work to making improvements, which will save me money in the long run. Yeah, I'm absolutely a fan of putting plans together, you know, plan your <laughs> actions. Uh, you, you definitely, and, and time frame, yeah, really important to do that. I, I suppose uh, I would always think of, 
go for something that's got the most impact or the easiest impact because then you, you you think you've you've, you've all done something you've identified something you've got a solution you implement it you want some in, you want some impact straight away don't you really you do yeah and controls are the easiest thing to think about and what i mean by controls is how are you using that yeah. so controlling how the lighting's turned on controlling how the heating what temperature it's set so there's a lots of things that we don't have to invest in. We can just do it through basic behaviors, mm -hmm. just making sure that, for example, you know, um, we, we, uh, heavy, heavy equipment, heavy plant machinery that, mm -hmm. that some organizations will have. Can you switch that on and switch that off without any issues? And what I mean by that is some, some machinery takes a while to warm up or it needs yeah, to have yeah. a certain, so you can't just shut it down. It has to run. But we've been in places where actually they have a, a line of machines and they have six machines and they're only using two, but mm -hmm. all the six machines are on Yeah, because there's a number of staff that at some point will use the other machines. Well, if they're not using them and you can switch them off, switch them off. So a really simple thing can save a lot of energy because it's just breaking the habit, breaking the norm and actually moving into, you know, where does the efficiency and, and that's a really simple approach that any business can take, but it does take, take a step back and actually look at what's happening against what you expect to be happening and then make the differences there. Okay. So you you planned that and you also, we talked about engaging staff right at the start of this and, and because the, they themselves might have a better idea of how to, how to save money, yeah, which could yeah. equal carbon or, or to do things more effective or more efficient, or they've seen something. So how do you, how, what would you do to really sort of encourage that sort of uh, staff uh, ambition? How, what's the best ways of getting that on the agenda or? Absolutely. The, the very first step is to have the conversation in the first place. Okay. So what we, what we, the, the process we go with a lot of businesses is to tell them what it is that you're doing. Yeah. So as a business, we, we're looking to, to obviously save money, but we're also doing it because you might want to drop in the climate conversation at this point, but it's essentially, this is what we want to do. We want to look at how we're doing things. We want to become mm -hmm. more efficient because it'll help us as a business in the long run, help us get tenders, et cetera, et cetera. Give them the opportunity to say, we're obviously going to be doing work in the background, but what we'd really love from you guys is if you have any suggestions, if there's anything that you're really interested in, come and speak to us. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you've identified. Let us know what you think would be a good idea. There's no, there's no idea that's wrong. It's mm -hmm. always good to have the idea. You might not necessarily be able to do it now. It might be a future, something you could do in the future, whether because of investment reasons or otherwise, but actually getting them to tell you what they've identified or what they think about actually helps you build your actions or identify options. The other thing as well is it doesn't always have to be about the business. Sometimes the projects can be around, well, what, what are we doing as an organization maybe in the community? Okay. Are you doing charity work? Do you support charities? Or, you know, things like that as well. So, you know, with a, with a lot of people, they sometimes have, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they have, I guess, opportunities that they, they, they like to spend their time or invest their time in. And that mm. might be something that you can support as a business, whether that be a volunteer day or whether that would just be something, you know, a bake sale to raise some money to give to a charity, anything like that as well. So sometimes it's actually just engaging with them through other means yeah, yeah. to help bring that conversation together. And, and then once you've got them on board, you can shift their focus towards what needs to happen on site as well. Um, with a lot of it as well, sometimes just a case of, you know, we just want you to switch the lights off because it's going to save us money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Simple yeah. as that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it, it can sometimes just be telling them what it is that you want them to do. So the sort of thing here that says, you know, money, saving money equals saving carbon. Somewhere on the line there, that's what I get through this. Absolutely. As I said before, you know, if you, the only way to save carbon is to save the resources that you're using yeah, yeah. or invest in better technology, two options. But if we look at the, the, the sort of the reduction point of view, yeah, absolutely. If you make anything more efficient, you use less energy, which means you pay less money. 
David, thanks again for joining me today. Uh, I look forward to chatting again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Cheers. Thanks. You've been listening to a Business Lincolnshire podcast. Look out for the next episode. If you're listening on the Business Lincolnshire YouTube channel, don't forget to give us a thumbs up or subscribe down below. If you're on your favourite podcast platform, then remember to follow the show. More information at businesslincolnshire.com.